Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. If you're new around here, I'm Cami. I'm your host, and this is Real Talk. So today, we're going to be talking about comparison, but before I jump into anything, I'm just going to pray over everyone's health. Lord, thank you for every person listening to this, and thank you for the way that they take time out of their day to just seek you and invest in their relationship with you. I pray that if anyone who is listening to this struggles with comparison, I pray that you would just cast out every temptation that there is to compare and you would place it with the truth about who you say that they are. And I pray that they would continue to live for you and live boldly and walk in whatever you have called them to do and wherever you have called them to be, knowing that they're called according to the purpose that you have for them. And they were authentically created with intention by you to be exactly who they are. In Jesus' name, amen. So, this is a topic, I'm not going to lie, I haven't been avoiding for so long. Um, Mainly because I still struggle with it. And for a while, I kind of let the enemy attack, like, the thought process of me going through this. Of being like, this means I have to talk about this and how I still struggle with it. And I don't want that. And I kind of had, like, a... Come, I called him a Jesus heart check the other day where it was just like, there's somebody who needs to hear this. So if this is you, this is for you. <laughs> um, and this is not an easy thing to talk about. And I feel like it's just, we can sit here and we can watch all these videos and say all these things of like, you're beautiful, blah, blah. But it's like a matter of actually believing them um, for them to become evident in us also. So I've always struggled with comparing myself to literally any girl that you could think of around me. Or anyone who does any of the things that I do. That's where it's really bad. It's like so many people are so talented. And so I do photography on the side. <laughs> and there was a season of life where I was doing photography for the high school ministry that I served in. And there were other people who were also doing it. And as someone who struggles with comparison, I had a really hard time not comparing what I was doing to theirs. To the point where I just ended up not doing it anymore because it really, like, got to the point where I would literally, like, be more concerned <laughs> about what they were doing that I wasn't truly focused on what the Lord had asked me um, and gifted me in. And I wasn't really using it how I know the Lord intended for me to. Um, and I had a hard time realizing that I wasn't good <laughs> at something as they were and like... If you're someone who has what I would love to call a pride issue, (laughs) those are not fun. And if you know what I'm talking about, it's rough and it's really hard to break down, especially if, like, it took a long time for you to realize that it was an issue. But I know that there are so many things where, like, it's okay for more than one person to be gifted in something and it's the same thing. Like, that's completely okay. And why not work together if you're gifted in the same thing to make it a stronger piece or work ethic, um... Another area of comparison that I struggle with that we'll get into, this is probably the top thing, and if you're a girl, this is kind of a sensitive topic. If you're a guy, hello, this episode might not resonate with you, but if it does, I don't really know. I'm not a guy, so I'm just going to, like, point blank say that out loud. Um, You can still listen to it, but I don't know that it'd be from the same perspective. So, body image is the thing that I struggle not to compare the most, and we live in a society where a lot of companies believe that, like, size zero is the most beautiful thing ever, and, like, that's just wrong. Okay, and also, like, the models, like, more times than not, they have, like, safety clips on the back of their outfits that make them, yeah, it's this whole thing. While they are so beautiful, it does not mean that you have to strive to look like that model in the dress that you bought online or, like, you see it on a mannequin and you're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna look exactly how it does on the mannequin on me. Yeah, no, not always the case. And for me, the hardest thing in high school is, this is like, 
is when a guy did not like me, and I would always think, like, sometimes this might not have even been the case, I couldn't tell you, because I wouldn't know, like, I would just automatically jump to, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not pretty enough, is the thought that I would immediately jump to all the time, because they would like my friend, but not me, (laughs) and that happened several times to me during high school, and I would get so frustrated, and I would just be like, well, what's wrong with me, I don't know, And a sensitive topic to me or, like, a sensitive phrase is, like, you're not my type or, like, hearing a friend, like, mention, like, oh, like, you're not their type or she isn't my type. Like, that's just not something that you can say because sometimes it can cause more insecure thoughts. And there's always a respectful way to say that. And I feel like that's something that was said to me a long time ago. Yes, you have to remember, too, at the time I was in high school. So this is, like, maturity hasn't really occurred. Um, But this also comes from knowing that every person you like, like, may not like you back. And also, if that's the case, and you're in that boat, and you're upset about it, just know that, like, there's a reason that God closed that door. And that God has so, something so, so much better than whatever it was. And that's the reason that the door is closed. And when it does come, you'll start to see it, and you'll be like, oh, this makes sense now. I'm also still working to get past this currently, because, not that that's happening, but... It kind of created a root within me where it genuinely made me feel like I couldn't be loved because of the way I look, and I just know that's not true, but it is something that I do struggle with, and it's not an easy thing to talk about, (laughs) like, and because of some things that happened last, I guess, probably last year sometime, really made me feel like I wasn't loved because I was, like, the way that I look, again, and, like, it couldn't have even, like, there's a possibility it couldn't have been that, but that is literally how it felt. And I remember, like, to the point where I was literally starving myself because I felt so bad. And I sat down with one of my friends, and she was like, this is not the solution to this. And you know it's not, and you know it's not going to change anything, and it's not going to help. And it was kind of moral of the story. It's just, like, you're not meant to sit there and look like everyone else around you. And that's okay, because, like, you were created with intention and purpose. And the Lord created you to be you and not the person next to you. Um... Anyways, shout out Corinne Carr. Um, I was at a hangout one night, and she, we were had, like, this long conversation about it, and I remember her being like, you're not meant to be the person next to you, and that was kind of the time frame when I, like, had started to realize that it, the comparison was an issue to the point where it was becoming a root within me, and she said it, and I just sat there, and I was like, dang, we gotta work on this, um, but I'm gonna go through some questions about comparison, and really, like, what I've learned from the word and from my own mentors about comparison and also like some of the experiences. I know I kind of already mentioned one and then just walk through scriptures that help me during this time. Hopefully this is encouraging to you and it helps you. It still helps me. I still use a lot of these things I'm going to talk about today. So we're just going to go ahead and get into the questions. Number one, in what ways did you struggle with comparison? How did you go about making an effort to not compare? Again, like I said earlier, you were never created to be someone else. And so, if God gifted you with something, it doesn't always mean that other people are not going to be gifted in those same things. Like, everything that we should, like, everything that we're doing should be for God's glory and never our own. And if it's for our own glory, we mean it, like, you might need to take a step back and reevaluate, like, okay, what am I doing (laughs) that's making this seem like selfish ambition? rather than this is for God and not the things that are just like, everybody look at me. Like, that's not what the Lord has asked of us. And instead of comparing ourselves to the person to the right or the left with the same abilities, like, 
again, why can't we just work together and we can work together in what God has gifted us in together to spread the gospel and reach more people. So in Genesis 1:27, it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. He literally created us. It says in the image of God, and that's just something that I want to point out. Like, if you were made by the same person who created the flowers and the sunset and the pretty stars that you see in the sky, like, all of those things have intricacy in the development of them. So I just want you to know that when the Lord designed you, like, he created you with those same, like, intricacies at the same time. And then in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, this is the NIV, by the way. I forgot to mention that. All these verses will be. So if you're looking for them, that's what version it is. Um, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I think a lot of the times, we'll get into the social media part in just a second. But for me personally, there are moments where I have to step back and just be like, was that more for me than it was for God? And sometimes, like, the answers happen, yes. And, like, there's grace in that. Like, when you do make mistakes like that and you are doing, like, oh, well, I'm going to do this because it will benefit me later on. And I think sometimes, yes, but also how is it glorifying God in your current actions and how you're living? Because in every area of your life, like, there is a way to glorify God. And how are you doing that? Question number two. This is something, so the only social media that I have is the podcast account, which you are listening to on Instagram, and that is it. I have other accounts. I've not been on them since October of 2020, so it's been almost two years, two years, a little over that, I guess now. Do you feel like social media played a part in the seasons you did struggle with comparison? How did you approach it? Yes. Um, when I was on social media, anytime a girl I knew, like, everyone loved, or even just people in general who I was friends with, and I've had some conversations with some friends who, actually one of my best friends at the time, I straight up told her, I was like, listen, and I was comparing myself, like, to her, and we sat down, and she was like, I literally had no idea, and it was so helpful and beneficial to have that conversation of being like, I need accountability in these areas, um, And I think that also plays a huge role in this. If you are on social media and you do struggle with comparison, like, I just want you to know, don't get upset with yourself if you have to unfollow someone because I feel like everybody makes this big deal out of social media of, like, blah, 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 like, oh, they unfollowed me, they hate me. That may not be the case. For me, I've, like, unfollowed girls because I was comparing myself to them every time they posted something, and it was nothing against them. I just knew at the time, like, it wasn't beneficial to me. And there was no reason for me to continue. And, like, these are, like, people that I'm, like, not really close to. And it's, like, how many people that you follow on social media do you actually have, like, a genuine relationship with who you talk to, who you're genuinely friends with? Because, like, other than that, like, why are they following those accounts? And so you can also use it to reach Jesus, which will be in a whole other episode where I do one on social media and break it down. But right now we're talking about comparison. Every inch of my body, every personality trait, any differences that I can see on, like, these social media pictures, I would, like, immediately make it negative about myself. And so, so far from what the Lord says of me, 
all of these things, negative things, never good, creating like insecurity within myself, doubt within myself that I'm like not good enough. Obviously without Jesus I'm not, but with him I am. But I made the decision to delete all social media apps. I'm talking Pinterest, Instagram, like I don't have Twitter, but anything that you could think of, like all the apps were gone off my phone um, in fall of 2020. The only time that I did use it was through Safari, and that was more of an accountability thing. Not even giving myself the option to compare, and I will say, like, it takes a ton of discipline to try not to scroll and be tempted, because you're like, at first, when I first got rid of it, I really had the thought, like, I'm missing out on so much, but I knew at the end of the day, like, social media was not helping me at all in any way. And it was not helpful. It was only making me feel more insecure about myself. Also giving me a ton of anxiety. Um, If you have not read Pursuing Jesus in a Social Media Obsessed World, like Who Are You Following by Sadie Robertson Huff, um, I highly recommend. I read it and there were statistics on people who have social media who experience anxiety. And she actually started her book out with that. So that was something where I learned that from. But that was recently released, and that was after I'd gotten rid of it, and I read it, and I had, like, considered getting it back, and I was like, well, I don't want to be where I'm at the point of, like, feeling confident in myself again, and then making the decision to get back on Instagram, and then the comparison immediately start to back, like, start again, and I was just like, this is not worth it after we've gone through so much, and I really kind of was just like, I'm not going to get onto it until I feel like I'm in a confident spot where I know who I am, and I know that I am a daughter of God, and that the Lord, like, I am fearfully, wonderfully made, and that's how the Lord made me, but also, I, like, know those things, and believe those things, but it's a matter of, like, the daily discipline to choose, and to continue to choose to believe those things over yourself, instead of, like, giving into the temptation of comparison, because that is all the enemy wants of you, and another time I would struggle with this, really, I had a mentor, like, challenge me every time that I would compare myself. And I have some pretty good friends still to this day who, if I start, like, saying something bad about myself, they're very quick to be like, do not speak that over yourself. And it is probably a huge blessing. And friends like that don't always come around. So praise God that I have them. They know who they are. Um... But I had a mentor challenge me when I was talking to her about how I was struggling with comparison. And every time I said something to say the truth of what God says. And so I know this can be a sensitive topic to girls. Especially if you have friends who like you don't want to like tell them that you're comparing yourself to them. And you don't have to. But also just mention it to a mentor or a leader or a pastor in your life. Like hey like I'm really struggling with this. And maybe ask them on their wisdom on it and if that's something they have ever been through because me bringing up that conversation helped me in ways that I never knew that I would get so much out of it um that the Lord had taught them and they passed on to me as well so it can be hard to talk about when we're letting lies like creep in and like just seep deep within us and starting to the point where it just becomes a root and anytime something comes up it's like oh here's the opportunity to compare let me do it and that's not what you want at all and instead of seeking truth of ourselves and like allow others to speak truth over you because that was something where I would just kind of like shut down and I wouldn't but I learned that it makes a huge difference so I'm gonna go through this kind of look like listing a lie and then the truth about what God's word says so the first lie I've written down is I'm not skinny enough or I'm not as much as they are 
And literally God's word in Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the Lord's eyes. You are a child of God and you are called by name. So do not let anything around you determine like, oh, well, they said I'm not good enough for this position or I'm not qualified. Like, okay, that's just (laughs) like if the Lord called you to something He's going to prepare you for whatever he's calling you to. And then again, in Genesis 1:27, like I mentioned earlier, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. The Lord created you. I can say it again and again and again, but if you sit, like, take a step back and just sit in it and be like, he created those flowers I drive by, that pretty sunset you see on the way home when you get off of work. And, like, the stars in the sky. And maybe, like, your favorite spot at the lake. Like, he created all those things. And he also created you. And all those things have so much beauty within them. And the Lord, like, designed your heart with intention of he's given you these desires placed within your heart. And he's called you by name with a purpose. And he's going to prepare you for whatever is in store. So there's no reason to compare yourself to somebody else. When there's literally the ability to just grow and learn in what the Lord is placing in front of you as each day comes. The second line, which I kind of just said, I'm not feeling qualified for this because I know others have skills that are better than mine. So I mentioned the photography thing earlier. Um, that was really an attack from the enemy that I really struggled with and I it took me sitting down with... The person who was over that for the ministry that I was serving in. And I was like, listen, I can't do this. Um, And they had asked why. And then I went through the reasons. And then I kind of just decided to take a step back for a minute. And like evaluate how my heart was in that area. And if that was something that I felt like ready to do. Then I could go back to it. But if I didn't, then like that was okay too. Um, Romans 8.28 And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called. According to his purpose. This is something that I have clinged to so many times. You are called. I can say it so many times, but it's a matter of you choosing to believe it. So if there's something you're not doing because you're not feeling qualified or you like are in a season where you don't think you have what it takes. If the Lord opened that door for you, ask him why he opened it instead of running from it. You were created in the image of God, who is the creator of everything. The Lord looks at you, calls you his child, and believes like you were created in the way he intended you for like intended for you to be. The same God who made the sky, the sunsets, all the things. And if you're like me, you know, like, okay, I love flowers from the farmer's market. And so my mom used to tell me this thing, and she would be like, you're like this blooming flower that the Lord is continuing to grow. And I was having like a really rough day where I just was not feeling confident. And I, I was so young, y'all. And she, we're on the way to take my driver's test. I'm like super anxious. And then she was, I just told her I didn't feel like good enough to pass it. And at the time, I think I was probably 14. And I remember her looking over at me and just being like, you're like a flower. The seed has already been planted within you as you continue to seek him and it's blooming into this beautiful flower like that flower is you and that's something that I've kept with me and so every time I see flowers or I get flowers in the farmer's market like 
I'm instantly reminded of, like, okay, like, the Lord is growing me, and, like, I'm blossoming into something that he's calling me to do, and, like, this seed is just preparing me for whatever's next to become the next flower. And that might sound weird to you if you're not into flowers, but find something that resonates with you where it does grow, and it grows into something where you can help grow. Um, something else. I did not start... I knew all these things, but I did not start praying it over myself directly like this until probably a year ago. I had, like, if you've listened to the other episodes, you know, one of the worst entire seasons of my life, like, ever, probably. And so I started to write this down pretty frequently, but it's, I'm a woman of God created in the image of God, called to live according to the purpose my Heavenly Father has for me. You are a woman of God, created in the image of God, called to live according to the purpose your Heavenly Father has for you. I spoke this over myself daily, or wrote it down daily to help shift that mindset, and there are times where I still do, and I have to write it down. And speaking it out loud, like, it, (laughs) the enemy flees the second that you start praising the Lord's name. And that's something where sometimes if you are having a rough day and you're tempted to compare, just maybe decide to get off, like, social media for that day if that's something that's the root. Or I really believe that, like, finding the root of whatever the issue is can help you heal from that and overcome whatever it may be. For me, the temptation to compare, and that was really something that I had to have the discipline. And for a while, I just had the app on my phone, and I didn't, like, log into my account, and then that wasn't working because I felt like I was missing out on stuff, so I finally just deleted the app, and I was like, okay, I'm done, I'm not getting on it, and it was hard, because my friends were like, oh, did you not see it, and I'm like, no, no, I didn't see it, and it, it does, you do have, like, FOMO for a minute, and that's okay, but I also, looking back now, I'm like, in awe of all that the Lord has done, because I've been given so much free time, and instead of me scrolling on social media with all these temptations to compare, like, I've been aware of what's in front of me, what the Lord has placed in front of me, who's been placed around me, and it's been such a blessing to see the Lord really produce fruit and confidence within that. The last question that I have also kind of applies to this, and I have another verse in here, but what are some scriptures that helped you during those hard seasons that you meditated on? I already said Romans 8.28, but really and truly, like, this is something that I, (laughs) y'all, I know that I am called to student ministry, and there is not a single doubt in my mind about it, and I took a break from serving and leading for a while, and it was supposed to be a break, and it turned into a lot more than that. I was finishing college, and I, like, was like, I don't even know how I did that the first, like, three years that I did it, because time management, and then you want to be able to pour into your students also, and, like, not feel like you're not being investing in them either um and that was something that I knew where I was like I just don't know that I'm in a place where I can pour out of me when I'm not being poured into the way that I feel like I should be if I'm being completely honest but (laughs) I had a meeting with some pastors and I remember kind of telling them what was going on and I literally (laughs) one of them spoke over me and they were like just because you take a step back now it doesn't mean that you're not called to it and I think I had a really hard time when I stepped down believing that like that was still true because it didn't feel that way at that time um hello this is technically still student ministry like even if I'm not seeing you face to face this is still ministry and I love it and 
everything that I share comes from the Lord. But in Romans 8, Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I know, like, every single person has purpose. And if you feel like you don't right now, I just want you to know that you do. And you may not know what that is, and that's okay, but that's what prayer is for, and sometimes you may not get an answer automatically. Sometimes prayer takes one day. Sometimes prayer takes six months. Sometimes prayer takes years. And it all just, like, depends on the Lord's timing, but the Lord's timing is so much better than what you want for yourself. And as someone kind of just going back more into this verse, as someone who constantly struggles with feeling like a second choice, really in lots of areas and not just, like, specifics, just a reminder, like, God chose you, and I know the Lord chooses me as his daughter, and when people continue, like, there's a season where people continued to make me feel less than, and I felt like I was in constant competition with someone else, like, I was instantly reminded by this verse, like, I was called according to, and am called, according to God's purpose, and we can choose to serve the kingdom of God together, and we don't have to constantly compare ourselves to the person next to us, like, that's a choice, and I can confidently say now that, like, I know that I will be a wife one day, y'all, I have some really, I have a lot of married friends, and it gets hard fast, Um, and I've had some hurtful things that were said to me where it kind of made me feel like I just doubted that I would be a good wife one day or believing that. And so with lots of prayer and reading, and instead of comparing myself to my friends who were already married or got married young, and I would like always sit there and be like, well, I do all those things. Or like, I have all those things. Like, why am I not married, God? And it would just be like a whole conversation that I would have and I would get so frustrated. But I knew that coming to seek the Lord and choosing to seek the Lord, knowing that when the time comes, like, the Lord will have molded me into the Proverbs 31 woman that I'm meant to be as a wife one day, believing that the Lord designed me with intention. And in this season, like, God may be preparing my heart by teaching me other things as I choose to seek Him. But in Proverbs 31, 30, it says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So really, this is saying, like, be God-fearing, like, seek the Lord in all that you do. So you may not be a wife right now, or a husband if you're a dude, <laughs> if you stuck far this long, hello, um, or married like the rest of your friends, but also that just means that the Lord is continuing to pair and bless you in your current season of singleness, or whatever season that you may be in. Sometimes young believers who are in relationships do get married young, and I've had a lot of friends who did, and well, at least in the area that I'm from, <laughs> that's pretty common, and this is incredibly hard for me. And I would always ask myself, like, why can't that be? Well, what's wrong with me that I can't do that? And in all reality, like, I knew that if I was saying this and feeling these things, that the Lord had more work to do in me (laughs) until I was at that point of the Lord preparing my heart to be in a contentment stage where I was, like, completely content with where I was in life. Took a hot minute to get there. But from the realization after that, that probably was a hot minute ago, but I began to strive to have the discipline to seek God in every second, which is a lot easier said than done, and I feel like can be like, it's a daily discipline, and it's like, yeah, but like, are we applying that daily discipline to seek Him, to remain steadfast in His Word? Because the more that you seek Him, the more that you're going to cling to Him and to His Word, and the more you're going to crave more of it, and so this is a verse that really reminded me that seeking the Lord is like, where true fruit will be produced, not comparing myself to everyone around me and their abilities, But knowing that, like, a God-fearing woman is a character of a wife that the Lord is calling me to be. But also, like, 
just because you're a God-fearing woman, it does not mean that you have to be a wife, like, ASAP. That is not what that means at all. And I think, for me, the longest time, I would take it out of context in that way. But, so this section in the Bible actually is, like, the wife of noble character, of a noble character is what it's called. And so, I think a lot of the times when I was praying and I was watching my friends get married, I would go read these verses in Proverbs 31, and I would just be like, what things can I work on (laughs) to get to this point? When in reality, like, just seek the Lord, and so much will come from that and getting to know Him and closer to Him. And I'm not saying don't read Proverbs 31. That is not what I'm saying at all. But drawing near to Him will begin to create characters and roots with you if you begin to let it sink in. And as you continue to draw near to Him, like those temptations, they might still be there because the enemy is going to do everything he can to pull you away from God. But the more that you lean on God, the more that you'll be able to pull up those scriptures any time that that temptation to come, like, compare, like, comes up. You'll immediately be able to list it off and speak it out over yourself, declaring it over yourself and knowing you're like, hey, this is what the Lord says about me. And, like, the enemy has no place here. Something that I did, it's been so helpful. It's not easy. Thank you for sticking with me if you listen this long. Um, Before we go, I'm just going to pray over us. If you are listening to this, I just want you to be encouraged by the fact that, like, it's okay that you struggle with comparison. It's completely normal. But there are ways where you can pull the Lord into that struggle and you can help, like, He can help you overcome those struggles and the temptations to compare. Lord, thank you for every person listening to this and thank you for the heart that you've given them. I pray that they would just feel confident and who you created them to be, encouraged by your word, lean on you. I pray that you would place scriptures on their heart that they can meditate on day and night where they're able to just list the scripture out loud the second that they begin to compare and that the opportunity doesn't even come and it just completely fades away where they're confident in who you've created them to be and they know you have called them by name and they believe it in every second of every day. Lord, help them remain in you. Thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen.